0: Welcome to the Zulu Time Podcast, a straight-talking conversation between two watch enthusiasts about the world of military watches. I hope you enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Zulu Time Podcast with your hosts, Darren from Zulu Alpha Straps and
0: Dan over at Timely Underscore Moments.
1: So, what are we here to talk about? Um, in short, guys, what we want to have a chat about is military watches, uh, what military watches are, why they are the way they are, uh, and what impact they've had in the watch world and uh, what impact they've had on other watch companies who don't necessarily make watches for the military. Um, so that's the idea of what we're trying to do, the idea of what we're trying to put together. Is anything you want to add, Dan?
0: Um, Not just um, the effect of military watches um, across the watch world, mate, but also how it's affected, I guess, the wider world as well. Because obviously we're looking at the military, we're looking at the element uh, of there of, like you know, history and a bit of conflict. And, you know, those conflicts have, you know, rightly or wrongly shaped, you know, elements of the world as we know it as well. So I guess there's that side of it, which would be quite interesting to look at as well.
1: Yeah, I won't argue with that, mate. I think, I think that, that ties quite well into the fact that this is going to be um, a conflict talk, guys. We are going to discuss uh, adult themes in this podcast and occasionally there will be swears. So here's your warning. Um, if you've got the youngsters with you or the kids in the back of the car, wherever you're listening... Um, Just be mindful um, of the content involved in this podcast and what we're going to be chatting about. Um, We're trying to be as frank and honest uh, and open about things as we can. Um, And we're going to be talking to people in the military. um, We're going to be talking to people who make kit for the military. So you have to expect a a certain level of of frankness and openness uh, and perhaps the odd occasion of a bit of blue language, as they say. So, yeah. There's your warning. I just want to get that out there now. Um, that will be a running theme throughout our shows. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's that done and dusted. Moving on. Um, what I want to do is is kick things off really with a bit of an introduction to to both myself and Dan. So, Dan, if you could, mate, t- take us through your background, take us through who you are, what you do, how you ended up in this game, and uh, and yeah, we'll go from there.
0: All right, Um So I've. Um... I come from a military background myself. Um, I grew up all the way around the world. and My father, uh, he served pretty much all of his working life um, in the British Army, which um, is obviously served him as a fantastic career and obviously formed my um, ideals, as it were, my you know understanding, and then obviously the desire for myself to continue that as well. So I also went off and joined the Army after I left school Um, And it wasn't really until I got into the military um, that I properly started, you know, to appreciate watches um, and the idea of combining, I guess, elements of my job and things I'm interested in, which is obviously, you know, the overall element of, you know, warfare and, you know, the history of it. uh, And then combined it with this obviously newfound affection at the time for, you know, a good watch you know, so for me, the idea of collecting military watches came as quite a natural progression within, uh, you know, things that I was interested in. I was always interested in obviously the history side of it, the conflict. I'm interested in how things work. Um, And I think, I guess some people have this idea that, you know, or this, you know, part of their personality that they like to collect things. And I've always liked to collect things uh, since, you know, as a child and growing up. Um, But when I became an adult, or you know, or at least was considered an adult, because uh, yeah. obviously you know yeah, join so the would... military, joined, joined the military quite young. You're um, in the army, mate. And I... Exactly, and I am in the army, so you know, some could say that I'm still a child in terms of mentality sometimes. Um, But I felt that you know, collecting things that didn't serve a purpose or you know didn't have a use would just fill up, you know, effectively.
1: Yeah. You know, where I live.
0: You know, so I wanted that to have a use effectively. So obviously, the idea of having a watch meant that I can actually use it and enjoy it. So that's where it kind of stemmed, really.
1: Would it be safe to say, mate, that, that you really got the bug when you were, when you had already joined? You were in the army when, when you really got into it and when, when this sort of this, this collecting thing and the whole watch, whole watch environment got, got into you or were you, were you into it prior to that?
0: Um, yeah i mean i'd say i seriously got into it after i joined the army um however i can i can probably pin i I say probably i can pinpoint the moment when i first came into contact with the uh the military watch world as it was um because Mm -hmm. when you join the army you get given a you know a bloody long list of kit and equipment and stuff that Mm -hmm. you should turn up to you know your basic training with and on there you know in the first Swash. form, you know exactly that. You know, it's yep. the first foremost paragraph of things that you need to to have and keep on you, as it were, for personal yep. care is a watch. Uh, before I joined the army, right? I never really wore one, to be honest. You know, I had you know the occasional watch through school and growing up, but I think it might be a generational thing. I don't know about your generation, but was, especially in my generation, it wasn't really cool. Old, yeah, well, I'm a
1: bit older than I, you. I'm not that old. Jesus. Well,
0: you know, some might say. You know, but um, you know <laughs> that, that, what I mean. Like, it wasn't cool when I was a kid. Anyway, mate, you know, t- to wear a watch. Yeah, it's man. not. It's not like now where you got every every child wants to have a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or you know, yeah. there's something on their wrist. Uh, at a, at the time, you know, when I grew up, it definitely wasn't that. So I think it might be a generational thing where they just weren't perceived as cool. Um, but That's then obviously amazing. you get into the in, into the adult world, the working world, and you you know you've got to have something that tells you you know, at the time so that you can just conduct your daily life. And I think that's the basic fundamental of having a, a watch in the military, isn't it? You know, it's can you yeah. be in a location with, I guess, the right kit to perform a task, you know, and, and I guess the other yeah, side of it is do it, it well.
1: The reality of it is, is, is certainly in a military environment, it's not like you can just pull your phone out. No. Know what I mean? Yeah. Nine times out of ten. ten. So, so you haven't got the luxury that, that, that a lot of people have. You know what I mean? If you're on ops or if you're on deployment or whatever, you're not gonna have your phone with you. And if you do, it's turned off. Um and on the rare occasion you can use it. Um, you know, you're not using it to tell a time. No, so you're you're, not. You know, you're jumping on your person to figure out, you know, what time it is because you know, you got you, you got stuff to do with shit on, you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Jobs on. Exactly that. So no, oh, I get it, mate. I get it, I get it completely.
0: Um, but you know, I'm now, you know, eight years into this collecting hobby really. Uh and yeah. You know, as we both know, you know, this. you, you, you get into this, this hobby and you get into it hard, don't you? You know, it's an extensive oh, hobby yeah. and it's, it seems to be ever expanding Um, and my collection has grown. You know, I'm quite fortunate within my own collection to have certain pieces, which obviously yeah. uh, I, I you know, think I'm quite lucky to have and, you know, I enjoy them and I wear them, Um, but I can definitely tell you that it's not where I thought I'd end up. I thought I'd end up having a couple of interesting watches because... Effectively, you know, when I googled watches for the military, when I was obviously going yeah. through the process of joining, you know, you got your your standard, your G-Shocks, your Suntos, your you know, your your digital yeah. watches that were you know your standard stuff. Um, but then obviously, the, the Google um, search of military or army and watch, you know, brought up other listings, you know, stuff like you'd find on eBay of old watches from World War Two, and you know. and 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 you know more recent conflicts and the thing that got me into it was the fact that you know these watches had issue years and issue dates and all that kind of stuff and the, the the thing that actually initially drove it for me mate was i wanted to try and find a watch that was issued in the in the year of my birth um
1: mate so many people have tried to do that including me and when when you think of it you know off of you know just before you type that Google search in, right, you know, whatever year you're born and, and whatever watch you're chasing, you think, oh, yeah, it'll be easy. I'll find it. It's no problem. Yeah. Mate, it's one of the hardest things in the world to find.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's and I...
1: absolutely ninja to find it. It is. And... I guarantee you, you'd have seen 10 of them before you were looking, but the minute you go looking for it, it's not there. It doesn't yeah, exist. Exactly that. You
0: know, or, you know, you get so deep down, that, down the rabbit hole of searching for it that mm. you get so disappointed at the end of it where you actually come up with nothing.
1: You know what I mean, and you're you
0: yes. get frustrated yeah. in the search, don't you? And I get that. You know why collectors say that actually an element of of these of these kind of hobbies where you're collecting anything, be it watch or be it you know I don't know stamps or coins, an element of the excitement yeah. or the element yeah. of the enjoyment is the chase, isn't it? You know, it's trying to find it's that. The next thrill thing. of the hunt. That yeah, game. exactly
1: that. The thrill of the hunt. Hundred you know? percent. The thrill of the hunt. Yeah. Because, as you say, mate, it is it is a wide, vast sort of world out there full of military watches and, and there's so many different things can influence a decision. There's many times, mate, where I've Google searched for something I'm dead set on finding this particular model or this particular piece and then I found something else. I'm like, shit, that's the one for me.
0: Forget yeah. that. I'll
1: move on to this. Yeah. And then you're back to square one. Do you know what I mean? You're doing your research on that because you like the aesthetic of it or you like the story of it or the unit was issued to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or some affiliation with it somehow and it's, it'll sit better in your collection. Um, on the topic of collections, mate, um you you know from my point of view anyway you've got one of probably the most extensive collections i've seen um of military watches issued by the ministry of defence since the second world war um i i would implore anyone listening To, to get over to your insta page uh, and have a little look at what we're talking about but uh, am i right in saying mate i think you've got you know by decade pretty much every watch or a, a version of every watch that's been issued uh to the armed forces since the end of the second world war is that right
0: um yeah, so, I mean, I I have one of every type of watch issued to um, the British Army by decades since yeah. the Second World War. The only caveat that I'm going to add to that is yeah. I don't have, like, divers, I don't have chronographs and all that kind of stuff. Okay. What I did, mate, was I went for, yeah, general service watches, field watches, the kind of watches where the connection for me in that side of it was they were the kind of watches that someone like me 40 years before yeah. could have been issued. You know what I mean? So I yeah, felt like yeah. I'd have a bit more of a connection to it. You know, I'm not a diver. I'm as much as I you like to think that I'm a fast jet pilot, you know, in my yeah. spare time, I'm definitely not, you know, so i yeah. don't have, I don't have, you know, an issued chronograph for that reason and all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, mate, if yeah. you want to give me an issue chronograph, mate, crack on, you know, I'd love one. However, yep, my collection, you know, I, I, I set out some parameters on that because, you know, like I said, you know, spend an hour researching military watches or British military watches and you'll come out with mm. so many results. There's so many different avenues that you just sit there and kind of go, this is going to be fucking expensive.
1: Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I, I mean? Argue that, mate. It's a rabbit warrant. Yes, it is a rabbit warrant. A rabbit warrant. And and
0: again... At 19, mate, when I was when I was Googling this, you know, anything over 120 quid was, you know, a weekend on, on, on the lash, you know what I
1: mean? You know, it's like, oh, do
0: I want to go out on a lash for my mates or do I want to buy a, a, buy a watch? You know what I mean?
1: When you're that age, mate, that's all that matters. It is the world of beer. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, you've joined the mob, you're in, you're young at that point, you you haven't really got the financial commitments or burdens you have later on in your life. So your cash is beer money literally yeah. that's what it is yeah no you could literally piss it all up against the wall and you know point blank you've got um you know a bed to put your head down at night and three squares in your belly and your clothes sorted, so you're only got to stress do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so even if you, you you drip you know you drill all your money on the first weekend millionaires week as we call it you still squared away for the next three weeks anyway so it, it's a weird one mate because what you find is people in the mob yeah um, that's the British Armed Forces for you know for, for, for those listening that don't don't get that there will be some acronyms in this podcast guys so bear with us mm. we're just trying to be um, natural in our conversation but yeah um, you know naturally within any military or any armed force um, th- th- there are abbreviations and acronyms and stuff like that we'll try our best to explain them we'll be mindful of it but if there is anything you you know you fear that you don't get you know hit us up on the DMs and uh, we'll explain it but yes. anyway back to the story when you're in the mob everything revolves around the social life of the weekend that's all the lads care about.
0: Yeah, that no, that and
1: operations. Yeah, hundred percent. Because that's what you're there to do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's like being a, a, a professional sportsman who trains every day. Um, all you're interested in doing is competing. And for the military, that's deployment. That's operations. That's what you want to be doing. Yeah. Um, so that and 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 pissing up essentially. That's that's the name of the game. I mean, I don't know why you joined up, mate, but for me, um, you know, I, my old man did 24 years. at sea. So, I grew up as a kid listening, you know you know when you're like you're at the top of the banister, yeah, when your dad's downstairs talking to his his mates chewing the fat, you know the old girls out um you know cooking or getting the food ready for Christmas or whatever, and you're like on the top of the landing poking your ear through the bars, listening. most people would hear stories of football or whatever. I was listening to stories of remember that time in uh, in New York where we all run out of money because we were that smashed, we had to go out and sell blood to get back on the piss. <laughs> <You know what laughs> That Amazing, do you know what i mean so my, my my path was fucking predetermined mate you know what yeah. i mean i was going to get old enough i was going to shave my head and i was going to go to sea and that's what that's what that's what, that's what i did that's 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 the way it went down so for me mate, it was you know the mob for me a huge huge uh, leo for it was right come on let's travel the world let's get fucking weird and uh, and get pissed everywhere and uh, and experience life a bit that, that that was the guise of it yeah, yeah. um but yeah, you know, similarly for me, mate. When I joined, um, when I joined, I left school, joined up straight away. I wasn't all that into watches. I appreciated them, you know what I mean. I knew the big brands, I knew what was out there, um, but I didn't have a clue, mate. Really, you know. In comparison, looking back now to the knowledge I've got, um, I, I didn't know my ass from my elbow, mate. I, you know, I could recognize a Rolex, I could recognize Omega, yeah. everything. But um, it, it was only later on that that I. I, you know, really fell into this game and, and 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 looked at it and started to appreciate it for what it is. If that yeah. Makes any sense? Because something with the military watches, mate. You can, you can look back in history and you can look back in time and see how these things were influenced and and why they're influenced the way they were due to the requirements of 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 the lads. Do you know what I mean? Whatever conflict they were in, whatever was going on in the world at that time, you know that shaped the kit that was getting used yeah uh, and, and and that you know ultimately you know t- to the military watch is kit it's not jewelry that's not what no, I it's,
0: it's definitely yeah it's 100% it's a tool you know and if you you know and if, if you think of it like that you know you're talking about how different complications were used because of a certain situation or a certain requirement you know guys you know rewind 70 years or whatever you know we didn't have Apple Watches. We didn't have smart watches. You know, you couldn't just download no. an app to tell you, you know, what the, the time zone is, you know, 2,000 miles, you know, away from you is because that's where, yeah. you know, your family are. You know, you'd have to go and buy a watch, which would give you the ability to track two time zones. And, oh, what is that? That's a GMT hand or, a, you know, a 24-hour dial, uh, dial or bezel that can tell you two time zones, you know. And that's and so- how that was developed. The-
1: a bit of paper, yeah. a watch, and some mathematics, yeah. mate, for most people. That's, exactly. that's You know what I mean? That was it in a nutshell. And that's how you yeah. figured out everything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even from those you know, early days, you know, you start looking at, uh, you know, um, the 6B chronographs that, you know, were issued to the RAF in, in the Second World War. Look at the bezels they had on them. I, w- I would, hazard a guess, mate, they were probably some of the first bezels put on watches. Yeah. Uh, I think they were there for a reason of, you know, the lads need to calculate stuff in the air. Fuel, time on target, um, alternative time zones to make sure that, you know, they're, they're stacking up on Berlin or whatever it was at the time. <laughs> stacking
0: up on, on, on Berlin. Berlin.
1: Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, know I know what you mean. mean. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. You know, and you, can, and, you know, you look at those mid Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah. No, mate, it's 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 interesting, and uh, hopefully, again, guys, you're getting the gist now of what we're going to be looking at in this podcast, what we're going to be chatting about, and what you know, what the theme's going to be. Um, ideally, what we want to do is 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 like we said earlier, is look at the history, but also get other people involved, be it collectors um, or really you know well-educated people on 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 you know, particular models or companies or topics, but also we're lucky, that are we, because we've 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 got some quite good connections um, in the military watch scene, certainly certainly in the UK, and that stretches out to the States as well. So hopefully we can get some um, some company owners on us, some, some brand owners and, and people who, have, you know, families have been involved in this stuff, you know, it's, uh, as a time of memorial, you know, get them in, have a chat with us and, and have a chat with you as well and explain their story. You know yeah, what I mean? Okay. See what influence they've had This stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, that's, that, that, that is obviously, you know, the ultimate aim to do that. And it's to explain why, effectively, military watches are so cool. You Know, or at least the world yeah. of military watches is so cool, you know. Um, so yeah, mate, you now it's going to be exciting, I think. Um,
1: mate, I wouldn't argue on that note, mate. With something we failed to do, and we're about 25 minutes in now, we haven't done a wrist check yet.
0: No, we haven't, we haven't. So, so do you, you want know to tell
1: what? the fine people what you're rocking, mate? Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so I have got a uh Sangin Instruments Neptune Divers watch on today, um. Man. The strap uh, is actually one of your straps, Darren, which you make. Um, you know, you got th- great advice, thank great. you. you know. Um, great. Yeah, so it's one of your straps made by obviously Zulu Alpha. Um, and the strap, it, the, the actual strap, is a black 0719 with black PVD buckles. And I just think, you know nice. what? Um, it's a it's a monochromatic watch. It's a fully black dial, black bezel, uh, and a stainless steel case. Um, and it just kind of just goes with that utilitarian kind of vibe, you know, as every military diving watch has or a military inspired diving watch in this case. Um, a little bit about Sangin Instruments. For obviously those who don't know, uh, Sangin Instruments is a company that's run out of California um, out in the States. And it was set up by a guy called Jake. So obviously shout out to Jake. Uh, Jake has um a background within the U.S. Marine Corps, um, and he is a combat vet as well. Um, He actually um, was a part of um, the U.S. Marine Corps Raiders, or what obviously eventually became uh, known as MARSOC, and he did a couple of combat tours uh, out in Afghanistan, um, hence why the company is called Sangin Instruments. Um, Effectively, he went out on his initial tour took it out, you know, out of basic G-Shock, you know, from conversations with him and it just wasn't up to standard for what he was doing. Uh, and he had the idea of effectively developing his own watch or watches for himself and his colleagues, you know, and effectively have the go-to, um, best thing at a certain price point, you know, for, for, for the lads to use, effectively, that was better than a G-Shock that could be able to handle, obviously, the kind of operations that he had experienced in Afghanistan. So I think that's quite a cool a cool background on Sangin Instruments and Jake, do you think I've missed anything out on that?
1: No, mate, I think that's fair to say. Um, something i like to explain to people with Sangin, it's, it's a watch that's been built for us and by us. Um, by that, I mean, like, the military. So Jake knew what he needed; he knew what he wanted, uh, and he knew what the lads would want and he he's basically got a blank piece of paper and, and and said right, let's do it um A lot of people out there will wonder, will you know or, or assume you know uh, military guys or guys in the field are using smart watches or santos or garments and don't get me wrong, they do, and they do wear them um however, there's pros and cons, so if you're on uh, an opto um Last thing you want is, is something electronic on you that's emitting a signal or a frequency, so uh, you're going to need something that's, um, you know, old fashioned in the sense, where it's mechanical, sort of magic or, or, or quartz or whatever else, because you don't want to give away, um, you know, your position. Essentially, that, that's that's the rationale behind it. So what he did, exactly what you said, Dan, was was build something that was fit for purpose for the field. And who better to do it than someone who's had first hand experience? Here. Um so yeah, it's a gleaming watch, mate. I love the Neptune. I've got a Neptune yeah. myself. Um you you will find multiple thoughts guys on uh Instagram uh from both of us reference Sangin. I've got another model as well, I got the K two pilot, which is a new release that came out. Um uh, but yeah, I got all the love in the world for Sangin, mate, which I know you do as well.
0: Yeah yeah no they're solid and also you know i can i can say from my own experience you know of having the watch now uh you know since when did i get it spring ish early yeah, summer last year nice. um you know i've taken it away um i've banged it around um and i've not had to worry about it you know i've actually used it in an uh an operational environment um and it's been you know it it probably came off better than i did after the after that um you took it up
1: work work mate yeah work, exactly
0: work work which was you know work, quite work. which was quite cool to see firsthand and have that experience because you know it's all very well you know um speaking to the guys who developed it you know a known background of the you know of the company um and then obviously looking at other reviews from other guys who've got them but until you really take it out the door with you yourself you know you can never attribute how well something will perform You know, so I think that was quite cool to experience it as well. Um, Yeah,
1: fair
0: one. So, yeah, you know, that's what I've got on. Um, And, well, I mean, your strap's all right, mate, I guess. (laughs) Thanks, mate. It's (laughs) all right, mate. Really appreciate Uh, it. it. It's all right, mate. Um, But, you know, that's what I've got on. So, what have you
1: got, mate? I got the uh, Bremont U2 and Stainless Steel, mate. Um, Cracking watch. Uh, Good watch. Yeah, solid watch. uh. A weird start I had with Bremont, mate. Mm -hmm. a really weird start I never got it I never bought into the brand I didn't I couldn't I couldn't get behind this aviation thing do you know what I mean I'm uh I was looking and even though they've done a few good models mate you know that uh more maritime in their in their theme but for some reason I just couldn't I couldn't get on board with them um not that they make ugly watches or that I didn't think they were any good I knew they were quality um but sometimes you just got to have a story mate you got to have something to bring you into the fold and For me, that was that was the experience. The townhouse. So, you invite me down. uh, I think it was February last year. Is that right?
0: Yeah, February last year. So, um, just for people, obviously may or may not know, uh, townhouse is their annual event, which is held obviously in London, and they do one in New New York as well, don't they? In the March afterwards. But the initial ones in London is in London because you know Britain um, and you know Britannia and God save the Queen and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it's, it's held in London, and effectively, it's their annual event where they show off all of their new colorways, watches, and all that kind of stuff for the upcoming year or couple of years. So they update their watch lines, they release them, and they invite the public slash um, special projects and military project leaders down, you know, and brand ambassadors and all that kind of stuff. And you get hands-on with the watches. You get hosted, you know, incredibly well given that, you know, it's, uh, yeah,
1: it, it's, it's mega, a free event, isn't it? It's mega. mega. Um, yeah, it's cool. and and What you mean- they've done is they've they basically looked at Basel and said, you know what, we've got two options here. We can either spend lots of money to go and show watches to people um, we don't really know, yeah. or we can spend lots of money to show watches to people who we do know um, and who like our watches. Exactly. So what that. they've done, is basically, you know, it's, it's a... Say what you want about Basel, it served it's served his purpose over the years, but we see so many brands dodging it now. I would I would hazard the guess as the thing, mate, Bremont were probably one of the first. Um, certainly from that luxury side of things, uh, particularly within the UK. Yeah. To being honest. You know what, lads? It's not for us. We're gonna go our own way, we'll pave our own path, we do our own thing, we'll get our own people in. If we're spending a pile of money to show our stuff off, we may as well spend that pile of money on the people who are buying stuff off us, so they get something back as well. Do you know what I mean? I think. Yeah.
0: And also, mate, I think the other side of it was, was, you know, you look at Basel and yeah, we get it. Everyone sees Swiss on a dial and they think that's great. And I'm not saying it, it isn't, you know, it's great. Yeah, and yeah. It's, the Swiss are very good at making watches. You know, it's a cottage industry out there. But the other side of it is, I think, a good driving force on the bramont side, you know, especially mm-hmm. after speaking to them and being involved with them as a, you know, a project leader myself. And... Yeah. And obviously, yeah, clearly buying into the brand. But I am British myself, you know, and Britain yeah. have actually got a massive impact on timekeeping in general, haven't we? You know, we invented the 100%. maritime, you know, we invented the maritime chronometer. Yeah. You know, why why did we, or say we, your forebears? Because obviously, your you know your your um, background being navy. Yeah. Why did they have the ability to you know get a couple of ships at a location? In time to fight a battle you know mate, and effectively hey, trounce and effectively trounce whoever we were fighting at the time nine times out of ten being the french yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and you know effectively win that battle and dominate the seas you know Royal britannia mate, wasn't empire, written for, for you know no, for no reason
1: no doubt that the empire was built off the back of that, that timekeeping keeping mate and that shit yeah. chronometer, uh, chronometer, chronometer.
0: Ships ship's chronometers. Ships, chronometers, chronometer. I mean, it is, is a sentence, mate, try saying that when you're drunk.
1: Yeah, I know, mate, try doing it when you're drunk with a Welsh accent, mate. <laughs> not fun, <laughs> not fun. Um, but yeah, so, mate, back, back, back to the, de- yeah, you took me down to townhouse, mate, and I got a flavour of it, and, you know, I met some of the brand ambassadors down there, and I saw the owners of the company, Nick and Giles, Um, met the team, you know what I mean, and all of a sudden, you you could feel it, you know, it's it's something bigger than, than a brand, it's not it's not normal. No, in a good it's not. Way. And, you know
0: what I mean. And they're all, they're just cool people, aren't they? You know what I mean. Like they're just they're just, appro- they're they're really just nice approachable, guys, like... aren't they? You know, you can you can you can approach them when they're obviously not too busy hosting people that they need to be hosting for yeah. various reasons. But you can grab them yeah. aside and you can ask them how they how, how you know how, how they think the event's going or what they think of this, yeah, and yeah. they'll sit in and you know and I get that they're busy, but they'll actually engage with you as well. You know what I mean? And I think that's something I mean, where you're missing,
1: them. Adam. Yeah. But they give me their time. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. That. And they went out of their way to be hospitable. Um, they went out of their way to show the collection to me. They didn't have a clue who I was, mate. They didn't have a clue if, you know, I was gonna buy something, it didn't matter. It was like no. mate, listen, we put a lot of effort and energy in. You've taught the effort and energy to come down here and see us. Let's sit down. Let's 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 let's, you know, have a chat, let's talk you through what we've done and how we've done it. Um if you've got any questions, let us know. And that I uh, means a lot, mate, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I think when I look at it from a Basel point of view I think I think Brian's going to Basel mate or going to the Swiss events or whatever events wherever they are in the world Um and it's great but you're sharing the stage with other people and you're not necessarily speaking to your own crowd yeah. Um ability they've got with Townhouse mate is literally to just get their guys in a room and say listen look at this cool shit we've been working on Yeah, do you know what I mean and that it's mega so yeah that was how I got into Bremont mate and that's how I got into in, in, into the brand as such Um and it's been a love affair since mate you know what I mean looking looking at what they do for our community
0: oh yeah it's, it's big supporters mate. aren't in you know the
1: military massive massive they support so many people mate in their adventures or expeditions whatever it may be mate they get behind people and back up you know what I mean and the, the proof's in to put in there. And, yeah. and uh, since I've succumbed to the brand, as it will, or I've, I've fallen in love with them, um, you can't help but see it in droves. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, you 2 for me, mate, it's a great piece. It, nice. it, it actually replaced, inadvertently, the Breitling I had in the collection. I had a Breitling Super Ocean Heritage Mark One in f- uh, 46 mil, absolute tangible watch. Um, but the minute I got the Bremont, I did wear it um so subsequently um it sort of thumbed out of the collection for me and uh, I made space for other stuff but same as you mate I'm rocking the uh, Z80719 uh, on this um I think the setting you're wearing makes a 20 mil this Bremont's a 22 um so I've got it in a 22 but with stainless steel buckles not the black so yeah that's a wrist check guys nice I
0: mean yeah I mean it's, it's a bit of a late wrist check because you know that's how we roll you know we're, we're, we're mixing check, it
1: up aren't we check, check, you know? check. yeah exactly check, check. don't worry about that move on swiftly
0: um hey <laughs> you know you know we talked about obviously you know bromont and you know and sangin you know how how these watch watch companies sorry let me get it straight in my mouth in my in my mouth um i, your teeth I know right. yeah uh, and how obviously they you know, military-inspired or military connections and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, But we may as well head it off now in the intro, as it were. Um, Zulu Alpha, you know, that is obviously got a a military connection as well, you know, for yourself. Um, And then, obviously, it's still connected to watches. So, you know, for those who don't know...
1: No, 100%. 100%. I mean, guys, listen, you know, Zulu Alpha is is my business. It's what we do. It's built watch tracks for... So you know, someone coined it the other day, man. I quite liked it. He called it a technical watch strap. Um, That's pretty which, cool, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fair, mate. I mean, there are strap makers out there, guys, and, and multiple options you can buy with straps. And people make them um, either to complement the watch, or for the aesthetic, or um, you know, a certain watch will look good with a really, you know, really good with a certain coloured strap, etc. That's not really what what we do and how we do it um for, for, for z mate what what the idea was um it was an accident first just just to put that on the table and, and, and address that first um i had the brightly which i mentioned earlier um i wanted a nato strap i bought a few bits mate it turned out to be tonk really 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 dog shit stuff
0: was this, um, really is this these amazon like come- specials mate
1: yeah, yeah, Amazon, eBay, you know what I mean, Th- those type of places, mate, I weren't going to go to Brightland and spend 300 quid on the Indoorstrap, not a chance, not yeah, a chance. Yeah, mate, man.
0: rather shit in my hands and clap than pay through and mate, that's a yeah. fucking night out, do
1: you know no, what I mean? it's more, more than a night out, course. mate. Well, you know, I, you have a good steak as well, mate, it's a fucking night out, you know, I live, I live in Liverpool, mate, it's shitting cheap, but um, yeah, no, I wouldn't fucking do it, I wouldn't spend 300 <laughs> on that, <laughs> on a fucking night on the mate, So <laughs> Um, It just weren't happening. So uh, I bought these uh, Amazon specs, Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't spend the fiver. I was like 25, 30, 40 quid deep. You know what I mean? Trying to th- get something decent. I'll complement the watch, but that'll give me a bit of security or safety around the strap as well. Yeah. That was the idea of it.
0: Did you, did you it ever right- break one of those, mate? what the the, the strap yeah the, yeah so you know you, you obviously you you know you're going to obviously go on and explain how you develop your straps and of your design yeah, yeah. but these amazon specials that like you were you know you were paying 25 30 40 quid you know at some points mm. for did you ever break any of them yeah. you know what i mean like did you, you, know, was, you, you may have uh, had serious concerns because your watch was obviously a massive because 46 mil is huge yeah. um but also, secondly, expensive. You know, you know, it, you know, these aren't these aren't um, you know um, cheap items. You know, these are the kind oh. of purchases that you deliberate over for a while before you go and pull the trigger. And it's not something that you want to lose, is it? You know. So, was, did you ever break one of those traps?
1: Birthday present to myself. That's what it was, mate. Right? And it was the most expensive fucking thing apart from a car or house I've ever bought in my life. Right? Yeah. Um, and, at, you know, at 30, I was married. There were kids, do you know what I mean? I had a big boy life, you know what I mean? So for me to go out and, and fucking spunk a couple of grand on a watch, you know what I mean? That,
0: that. Well, firstly, I, mate, I assume you had to ask permission from the wife to do that. Yeah,
1: mate, honestly, God, I didn't. I really didn't. Like, I don't know what it is with my missus, mate. And it's nothing worse than listening to blokes talk about their missus and tell you how fucking special they are, right? So I'm not going to do that, right? i fucking sweet. I really have to. Really sweet. she's She's mega um, but yeah I'll move on from that mate because um, yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bite for a start so um, fuck yourself <laughs> uh, <laughs> mate I'm just saying I don't have to ask anyone really, don't worry about that she's gonna listen to this shit too yeah. uh, but no mate you know in all honesty the Brighton was mate I, I couldn't afford to lose it Dan. Yeah. that's the truth could not fucking afford to lose it. Um, and the reality of it is, mate, when you're cutting about with kids, or you're doing whatever, it's sort of fucking prams, and then you're trying to actually have some of your life yourself, you know what I mean? I'm from South Wales, mate. I don't get out and about as much as I like to um, anymore, because I live in a city, and I'm, you know, I've got young kids, but when I do have lad time, mate, it's proper fucking lad time. You know what I mean? We we'll hire a fishing boat and, and or charter a boat and go out and, and, and fish in uh, in off course the of north Wales or whatever for the day. Or we'll go fucking clay pigeon shooting or we'll go up into the hills or the mountains or whatever and just cut about and do what we're doing. And, mate, I wanted that watch for every day uh, every day wear. Do you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? It was a piece as well, I must admit, you know, I was trying to I was trying to join that big boy watch club. Um, but, but also it was it was the only fucking watch I had, so I weren't losing it. Just to lose that, I probably never would have bought another one, mate. Yeah. I couldn't have justified spending that money again.
0: You know You'd have I mean? been absolutely devastated, wouldn't you? Mate,
1: mate, it, I get, it, it, I, it get dev- I, I get I get devastated,
0: you know, banging my watch up against something that's slightly harder than that and coming off with of a scratch. You sit there and kinda of go, Oh, that was a stupid mistake. To to lose one's a completely mate, different level of
1: yeah, it's a different level of pain, mate, altogether. And, and there's a couple of thousand reasons there why I cry myself to sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the reality of it is, mate, um, these straps, I mean, they came, mate, and fucking nylons, nylon, to a certain degree. Weave pattern construction and cylinder strength. Depends on how nerdy you want to get into it. I've got into it really nerdy now because I'm making straps. Um, and, and I make, I, you know, we, we make high-quality straps. Um, however... There's always a point of failure typically on a NATO strap. Um, yeah. NATO straps, uh, if you listen to this podcast, guys, you know what NATO straps are about and you know why they are the way they are. The biggest gripe I had with them is the problem they're supposed to solve is to stop you from losing your watch. By doing that, what they do is give you the security blanket with the spring bars. That's fine. Works. Zulu strap does the same. However, 90% of the straps on the market have got spring bars in the, in the buckles. Yeah. So, even if, you know, the spring bars don't fail on your watch, you can lose it on the buckles anyway. Um, and that was a concern, mate. And not only that, it, I, the watch needed to complement the strap to a certain degree as well. Uh, yeah. Or vice versa. The strap needed to complement the watch to a certain degree. And I just couldn't find anything. For I was willing to spend, mate, uh, with the knowledge I had at the time I was up to the task. So um, I sort of gave up on it. I was wearing it on the rubber strap for a bit. And lo and behold, I was clearing out the garage one day, stumbled across an old kit bag full of random stuff, mate. And I happened to have a, a rifle sling in it. Uh, I took the sling out, put it next to the strap. Uh, sorry, put it next to the watch, and I had an epiphany. The, the lugs are 24, and the strap was 24. Um, so needless to say, mate, I got I got to trying to reverse engineer one of the straps I had. I come up with a slightly different design on them um, to make it better for me. Uh, and then it snowballed, mate. One thing led to another. Two people saw it um a few people asked me to make them for them um so i got the making mate and i fucking butchered loads of loads of slings mate, in the process literally fucking butchered stuff but it was an education do you know what i mean Um, i'm quite stubborn mate in my nature and if i if i set out a task and i'm gonna do something you're gonna complete um, it and yeah exactly so i weren't giving up on this mate until i i just you know figured out what i wanted wanted to do and even still mate i mean that first strap we made um it's very different to, to what we're putting out now because you refine, uh, and you know, your skill, but you refine your methodology, yeah. or your tooling. You get uh, better, suppose, don't you,
0: uh, at it? I understand, mate.
1: You know um, what I mean? It's development as well because what we add, mate, or what I'm lucky to do is, is I mentioned this on a, on another podcast before when I was a guest, but I'm lucky because the friends I keep, mate, uh, naturally, military guys. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. even though I'm not in anymore, you know what I mean? I could I could dish a few a few straps out to the lads, um, you know, Royal Navy divers. I said, do me a favor, boys. Try and fucking break these. Tell me where the pain points are. Tell me tell me what's really good and what's and what's pump. Yeah. And I'll uh, address that. And I did that with, with you know with you. You you were part of that R and D, mate. Um, you know you, you took some stuff out into the field. I had a few matlows take some stuff out, um, and 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 a few divers, and and you know it, it, we we got them out there, mate. Yeah. Discover where the dramas were and then we refined it and refined it and refined it and i suppose we're in a position now mate where zulu alpha is um strength to strength now mate because what we've got is a really well refined product um that is field tested properly yeah um and i think our instagram page will reflect that pretty well so if you're not you know or if you haven't seen us isn't uh uh uh, a shameless plug but have a look do you know what i mean jump online have a little look and you can see who's wearing these and where they're wearing them, what sort of fire months they're in um and 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 yeah i mean that's that's how ZD developed mate and, and that's how it grew um and it became something i never ever in a month of fucking sunday so it would become you know what i mean and yeah and, and we're operating now, right, at a at a level where you know we've we've got multiple um, you know multiple styles multiple versions more or less the same design across everything but color differences buckle differences you know what i mean yeah, yeah it's
0: quite Are, it's almost personalized style. to an extent isn't it as well
1: that's a big part of what we do now mate is, is a personalization so um it seems to be a big theme um or has been a big theme in the last 10 years or so of of, of unit watches or special projects or military projects like you alluded to earlier personal,
0: yeah mate. it's like um uh, but having something that's, you know, more unique to the wearer than just, oh, that's a yeah. nice watch. You know, something isn't it? It's it's, yeah, it's yeah. there's something nerd like I think it you know, nerdly cool where you can listen. I guess it I guess it's you know, I guess it's like horological dick swigging. But you know, like, I've got something cooler yeah, yeah. than you, you know. Um
1: I think I, I think there's an element of it, mate, where you know, to buy these watches you've got to qualify in in, in something in a trade or being in a military service or a unit or whatever. So yeah. They're, they're nice gifts to yourself if that makes any sense yeah um, but because you can personalize them mate right? and due to the nature of militaries the logos and the designs and the insignias and stuff like that some of the fucking coolest things out there so you know if lads have got the opportunity to make something specific to them or their unit to commemorate you know the job that they do yeah. and they can use this really fucking gucci imaging mate, right, on it people are doing it um so, you know, I looked at that in the same way and looked at it from a strap point of view. I said, right, okay, well, if, you know, there's definitely a market out there for these lads, you know, with these watches. Um, I've got a pretty fucking refined product now, um, specifically tailored, really, for the military environment. Yeah. Can I, or is there a way I can personalise or tailor these to complement the projects that are going through? Yeah. yeah.
0: And since since, uh, you've, and again, since you've obviously done that, mate, have you, you know, any any interesting... You know, clients, you know what I mean? Like yeah. people who have approached you and say, oh, mate, you know, I've got a really, you know, I've got a unit watch. I've got, a, you know, even if it's not a unit Definitely. watch, I've got, you know, I've got um, a really nice watch that, you know, is nice for whatever reason, sentimental value, whatever, you know, to that individual. Yeah. And they've gone, I've seen what you do. You know, I, I, I get it. I like it can you, yeah. you know, can you do something for me? You know what I mean? Have you, have you, have you had okay, yeah. a lot? Have
1: you had a lot? Yeah, of that, you know? So the most recent project we finished, mate, was for, um, uh, basically a, a, an armed response unit within London Met Police. Um, I can't go into too many details on it, mate, or on a project that, you know, um, or, or give you, you know, a lot of gen on it, but it's for a unit called SEO 19. Um, Basically, what we did for them was was made a black strap um, with their insignia on the keeper. Um, we've done similar things for uh, US Marine units. I think it was 1st Battalion, 4th Marines. Right. We've done something for Yeah. A yeah. couple of projects I, I, I just can't bring up, mate. Yeah, really yeah, well, no, that's dude,
0: fine, mate. No, we, but you know, I, I, think, I think the point I was getting at, mate, was the fact that, you know, the, the watch companies have gone down doing special watches. And yeah. you've gone down the route of doing some special straps that complement these watches. And you know yeah. what? You're also fortunate in the fact that you operate in set standards in sizing that mean that your yeah. straps can fit on whatever watches people want to make a, yeah, a, a yeah. nice strap for. That's what I was kind of getting at. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: No, yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, and, and yeah, mate. I think I think it's you know it's it's been good for us. It's been a really good uh, a good thing because we can complement. Um you know projects in a way that um no one's really done before, you know what I mean, and because you know everything's made in Britain with us mate, so there's a couple of mills that we use in the north of England um and they'll make the webbing um you know to the you know the weave pattern we want or to the colour we want or whatever it is um and they'll do it in sensible quantities. that will allow us to, you know, to get creative. Really, yeah. Uh, and get commercially viable for us to, to tinker with stuff. So, you know, everything gets spun in the UK. Then it comes over to us in Liverpool. Um, and it's handmade in Britain. Yeah. So I've got complete design ownership over what goes on.
0: Was that, um, was that I, out of the fact that you're a little bit patriotic and you, you know, you're British? Or was that also because you bought loads of straps that were considered Amazon specials that were made in China and they were just shit?
1: Well, mate, look, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say everything made in China is shit, mate, right? Some stuff is made in China and it's shit. That's a fucking fact, right? But so's your mobile phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are your fucking Apple products. Yeah, you I mean, know what I, I mean? was waxed lyrical. And they're not shit, mate. They're, they're fucking know, gleaming. I was, I was, you know I was being waxed lyrical, I, I, mate, but... Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. So, I, I mate, mean, I, I won't put a blanket statement over stuff like that. However, um, the patriotic question, fucking right, yeah. I mean, why not? Um... Similar, mate, to to watches. I mean, Britain's got a massive fucking heritage in 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 um, uh, mills and textiles and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Particularly across the north of England, mate. If you go to Manchester, you can't fucking spit without hitting an old uh, an old mill. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They're literally everywhere. Um, so there's, you know, I was lucky, mate, because I've brought. I said, I've brought it back. I haven't brought fuck-all back, mate, because I don't think it existed in the beginning um, with regards to watch straps. But I had an idea, mate, to make British watch straps, you know, and, and and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have British materials to support British industry, mate. It's no fucking surprise, mate. We're going through a ropey time in a minute. I don't want to get into politics on this podcast, but, you know, there's stuff going on in the country um, whereby a good economy will help it out. Um, so if I can, if I can do whatever fucking small thing I can do, mate, to contribute towards that, be yeah, you know yeah. i days. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, I wanted to make him in Britain, but the beauty of that, mate, as well as I've got, you know, I've got complete ownership over what's going on. Um, it sounds like I'm a control freak. I'm not trying to. No, mate. I think one. it just goes
0: back to, I, I, you know, what I think it is, mate. Is you add this idea that this is what you know. You, you alluded to it earlier. You know, once you get an idea, you want to achieve the idea. And for you, your standards are, you know, where you've set them. And anything less than your standard isn't good enough.
1: And I think that's what 100%. it is, you know. You, you... There's only so much I can influence, mate, on the other side of the world if I'm here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I can visit a mill here, mate, and, and, and learn, you know, what they do and how they do it. Yeah. Get a feel for the people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And get a feel for the product you know in uh, real time yeah physically in front of exactly you know what i mean and that that's what it enabled me to do and, and you know, i'm lucky mate. i've got some good relationships with um you know with people that's, that's put us in a position whereby um you know what we do is you know is british made yeah you know what i mean it's it's a, it's a great product we, we've got a lot of creativity um or design creativity sat with us you know whereby we you know I'm not saying I, I control what we do. If you've got an idea, get in touch with me and tell me your idea. Yeah. If, it's, you know, if it's gleaming, it's gleaming. I'm not going to show you down. What I'm saying is because we've got those personal relationships with the people who make the materials that we use to build straps, we can say, right, that sh- sh- shade of green isn't green enough. We need it lighter or we need it darker. Do you know what I mean? And we can yeah. do that in real time. We're really reactive as a business, but also proactive in, in a way that... You know, we're not worrying about using Google Translate, mate, to talk to a million singapore or um you know uh, you know a supplier in in france or or whatever else you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's it's the, yeah me, there's nothing
0: know. there's no there's nothing lost in translation there literally no, no, you no, no, or figuratively no, no. um but also i i guess there's a bit of pride as well isn't there involved in this you know you're making a strap where potentially your you know your customer basically are going out to use these with watches and you know stuff like that which which effectively like you like we've said earlier you know they depend on you know throughout you know I guess not just their daily life but obviously within the military sphere you know on operations and you know they lose their watch it breaks or whatever you know all of a sudden you know that that could be that could be that you know that's more than a bad day at work isn't it you know if you put into certain into certain scenarios you know that we obviously you know could find ourselves in
1: The minute you say you've been in the military, no matter what fucking country you're in on our planet, people expect a certain level uh, out of you, right? And they expect you you to be at a certain mark, right? That's not to say we're better than anyone else or or we're worse than anyone else. You know, there's good people and bad people everywhere. But there's an assumption that comes with someone who serves in the armed forces. Now, I can't hide that fact. That's part of me. It's who I am. And I don't want to hide it either. So when I make something or when someone, you know, in our position decides, right, I'm going to take a product to market. People automatically have an assumption of, of what that's going to be. Yeah. But also know, I know what it needs to be because I've been in the environment where I've created this product, that product, you know, where it's destined for. Yeah. So the last thing I I want is something to fail or something to go tits up on someone in the field. Um, Because, if these are not just watches, as you said, mate. Right? You know, it sounds cheesy, it's a bit cliche, but they're mission timers to a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? Now, fingers crossed, mate. You've got the best drafting in the world, and you know your watch will always ever be a watch. It'll never be a mission timer. You know what I mean? But reality of it is, mate. Um, you know, what's going on in the world, certainly within within our lifetime, pal, and at the time we've you know during the exposure we had in the military, and you're still having, you know, operations. You know the. the they're not, they're not an unheard of thing. They, they happen. Yeah, what yeah. I mean? And they happen often. Yeah, definitely. So um, there's, there's a sense of ownership, mate. It's a bit of the the, the, the bridge over the river quiet type mentality. If I'm going to build a bridge, I'll build the best fucking bridge I can and, If I'm going to build a watch trap, I'll build the best watch trap I can. And that's the mentality with it, mate. So, yeah, you know, it's just having a bit of ownership over it. You know, make sure if we do have any snags, it can be ironed out and it can be dealt with straight away and, and, you know, um, and go from there. But, mate, strength to strength for the minute. No, I'm pleased. Yeah, I'm pleased for you, mate. You You know, know. but but also businesses now as well.
0: Yeah, no, I am pleased for you, mate. Especially given the fact that, you know, about 18 months ago, I just got a message on my. uh, my Instagram, you know, from uh, yes. a a a a, Dodge, a shady, look, a shady yeah. looking individual asking asking about watch straps. So now I am pleased, yes. mate, and like you said, you know, you've gone strength for strength, um, and it's it's been an interesting journey, I think, for, for ZA. and I hope, I personally hope that it, it continues to be so because, you know, it's it's not where you ever expected it to to be, you know what I mean? I think that's quite cool. Not-
1: not at all. It's, it's Dan, honestly, mate, it's 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 great. I, I'm really enjoying it, mate. Long may it last. That's, that's it, mate. Long may it last. Anyway, it's enough as it. Yeah, mate. yeah of um, But yeah, so what we've done, mate, we've done a wrist check. We've done a bit of an intro on each other. Um, we've given a bit of background mm-hmm. and, a, and a bit of a piece uh, on, on who we are. So by now, guys, you've probably figured out. Um, you have got a pair of military guys talking about military watches. That's why um, you know we wanted to, to you know to, to step up the plate a bit with this uh, this podcast. I do think it's you know there's something missing out there in the market when it comes to military watches, um, and and hopefully you know we've demonstrated we've got a bit of credibility when it comes to talking about them. Doesn't mean to say we're experts. We're nowhere near experts. Um, you know I think you'd agree, Dan. We're not the finished article, mate. No,
0: definitely not. Definitely not. We're,
1: we may just be a little bit further down the road than some other people. And if we can share that knowledge and, and so be it, yeah. I think that's a game plan, isn't it? Exactly
0: that, you know, and especially given the fact that the, um, the collecting sphere within military watches seems to just be expanding on the daily, you know. It's, yeah. There's always new ones coming out. There's always forum posts coming out. There's always questions on, yeah. you know, Facebook groups and, you know, yeah. Instagram posts and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, also, you know, you look at the the other, you know, watch outlets out there. There's all, you know, every week, isn't there? There's always a, a watch release that has got something to do with the military or, you know, you can see that it had, you know, an inspiration from it. You know, I mean, just look at that. Well,
1: mate, they- it's popular now. as yeah, a trend. There is exactly. a really watch trend going on in the world, and I think I think it it's come and snuck upon us quietly, mate, over the last ten years, really. Um, and I, you know, I'd like to say we're probably right in the bang of the middle of it now. Um, and, and and as you say, there's so many different brands doing so many different things. Um, some of that's ideal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some of it's and that's the uh, other based, Some of it's current issue. You know what I mean? It's just trying to trying to understand yeah. what, you know, what where and why. And also,
0: mate, I think from my point of view, as you know, that, that's from a nerdier point of view as well. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, because it is expanding, um, uh, you know, yeah. and we like you said, you know, we're probably at the peak of it at the moment. You know, uh, there's a lot of people out there, or at least you know the there's a perception potentially that people will try and use this. Just to get a quick buck, won't they? You know, and I wouldn't, I personally don't like the idea that people who may not be as informed for whatever reason end up buying yeah, yeah, yeah. something that is, says it's all singing or dancing in terms of, you know, military yeah. heritage, you know, inspiration, development, or whatever you know and then they get yeah. something through and like you said it's either there's a
1: danger yeah,
0: yeah. It, it it either the fails or it's just not what what that yeah. person was expecting so i think from there,
1: there is a danger there yeah
0: and you know i think the other, that's it isn't it you know we just want to put our our opinions out there you know to hopefully um i guess inform people you know potentially you know some short potential shortfalls i guess you know for want of a better expression you know, that's
1: all. I mean, yeah, I mean listen it's informing the entire con- people They're happy be days, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, I think you know, please don't expect no, us no, to no. be the watch That's not what we're doing, you know what I mean. Um I hopefully we can we can look at what's out there and, and, and just say, right, you know, this looks right, this looks you know, and this is why, or you know, I can see wh- what they've used or how they've got there yeah. and you know context behind it. But yeah, I mean in a nutshell, mate, I mean that's that's pretty much us, I think. Yeah, and is yeah. there anything you this point mate or should we close out and uh, just give a top tip um to the guys which is you know a theme we're gonna try and use mate towards the end of every show.
0: Yeah I mean I've got nothing else. I think I think we can just close it off there. Um I've got um a couple of shout outs as the you know as as, well, as as it's termed today. Um so obviously we've alluded that you know I've been in you know we've both been in the military watch game you know in different guises you know um, yeah. and built up this experience but for me um couple of people I want to shout out for. Um and they obviously help develop me or, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um yeah. but effectively two broke watch snobs, uh Mike and Kaz, they obviously do a uh a podcast as well, a weekly podcast, which obviously talk about, you know, everything watch related. Um but they were gracious enough about 18 months ago to, you know, allow me to come on as one of their think I think their first guest actually or at least one of their oh, earlier guests, and you know have a conversation a bit like what we're having now about the ins and outs of um military watchers you know I thought that was really cool, so I yeah. give them a shout out because obviously if it wasn't for them, you know the the bug of listening to podcasts and all this information that can be put onto a podcast for me you know probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have happened um another yeah. one is out to um a, a you know a mutual friend of ours um a j Barce. Yeah. He also is, you know, into watches. He he builds his own watches and does his own mods and, you know, he appreciates all that kind of stuff. And he um he may not admit it, but you might agree he's deep down he's a bit of a secret a- um, Anglophile, isn't he? Um hundred percent. He doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't admit it. You know, he, he, he wants to stand stand by uh, his yeah. American you know, uh, nationality. We'll, mate,
1: we'll have to get him over here and like knight him and stuff. Yeah. Like an honorary, or honorary Send him back in a red yeah. coat. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Eat your fish and chips and stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly that, you know, to, you know, get him to uh, play the British Grenadiers as he's landing in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, guys, you know, and, um, he, he's a, he's a watch guy. He runs a, another podcast, um, which is, a Bit like everyday gear, there's a bit of technology, there's some watches thrown in, and then there's stuff like travel and all that kind of stuff. I I guess it's like a man podcast, isn't it, really?
1: Um, Yeah, EDC centric, you know, looking at the world and, 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 uh, you know, what tools are you going to need for it? But he does
0: a few spin offs, maybe watches. He does, yeah. And so, obviously, you know, people who are listening, they'll want to to know of 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 his first spin off, as it were. uh, And that was called The Analog Explorer. Uh, and I featured on that one as well, where we again, we just rang, uh, you know, he, he rang me up, we had a conversation about military watches and also watches in general about why we collect. Um, but the overall spinoff is, you know, it's a standalone spinoff about watches and there's different people that he's interviewed in there. And it's just an all round very good podcast and production. And also guys, it's free. You know what I mean? Go out there and listen to yes. it. You know, he's got a great um, social media presence as well. And he's always out, you know, up in the mountains, isn't he? Up in Canada and, you know, the Pacific Northwest doing something pretty cool, isn't he? You know, so he's a Can good...
1: Can I tell you, he's done a bit of tracking. Yeah, he does do a bit of tracking. Like yeah. He does he does a bit of tracking. Yeah, same as you, mate. I got a love and a will for AJ, mate, and uh, and what he does out there in the Pacific Northwest. Um, but yeah, not gleaming so, mate. Yeah, they're, but, but, they're
0: yeah. my they're my main two shout-outs. The only one I've got which isn't related, um, you know, just a another point would be um if you haven't seen the Witcher TV series that's just been aired on Netflix, um, get on it, basically. Um it's a it's a really good um, series that you can watch, you know, uh, in your own time. Um, but disclaimer: yeah, it's a bit of sci, not sci-fi. It's a bit of a fantasy fiction kind of series. However, it's very Game of Thrones esque in in levels of violence and the kind of things that it it tries to address. So, um, if that's your if that's your bag, you know, I can't I can't recommend it enough. Fair one,
1: mate. For me, mate, is a couple of shout-outs I want to do as well. Um, one, to the Veteran State of Mind podcast. Um, as a podcast, Zulu Office Straps actually sponsors. Um, it's run by a guy called Geraint. Nice Welsh name for you there, in case uh, you've read his name somewhere else before, and I haven't known how to pronounce it. Um, can't can't spell guess-
0: it, let alone pronounce it, mate.
1: I know, mate. I know. Geraint. Fantastic, Welsh name. Um, yeah, time's best-selling, all for me. Um, but on top of that, what he does, he's got his podcast over there called A Veteran State of Mind Podcast, or BSOM, Um And he addresses, um, I would say, our community, but you're still in, mate. More so my community. And uh, I would say wider the Armed Forces community in general, where he looks at mindset, he looks at development, he looks at um you know, bet the month, uh, things like that. A really good show. If you listen to this, is there is a, a potential that you've been in the mob yourself um and you may not be onto him. Um cracking bit of content. Again, he's he's fairly frank and open in, in how he talks and, and, and how they how they chat on our podcast, but that's what gives it this authenticity. So um so yeah bounce over and, uh, and have a chat with get on, on Instagram um at GRJBooks um, and listening to the Veteran State of Mind podcast as well as this one. Um, the other shout-out I want to do, mate, is a quick one. Uh, you've already done AJ, but a quick one to the Land Jam podcast. Um, I was a guest over on their show uh, a few weeks back. Uh, we had a bit of a chat on the origin story as they Uh But, yeah, I really appreciate those guys taking the time to uh, to get me on and, uh, and have a chat with me, mate. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. The only other tip I've got is... Um, Another one, for Insta, have a little look at a chap called the.cody.aldford. A-L-D-F-O-R-D. The Cody Aldford. Um, he's of uh, Jake from Sangins Tribe, mate. So I think he was a raider. Um, he's outside now. Um, so he's in civilian life. And not too dissimilar to uh, to veteran state of mind, mate. He, he looks at world and current affairs and, and, and throws some realism at it and, uh, and real talk, mate. Great account to follow on Insta. You will get a lot of good content there. And again, if you're um, if you're listening to this nine times out of ten, I think you probably are of uh, a similar ilk to me and Dan, and and quite possibly have similar interests. So if you're not on that guy, go and uh, go and check him out on Insta. But um, but yeah, that's me. So I think, mate, um, me and you have probably banged on enough now for the first episode. Hopefully, we've uh, we've set our stall out as it is, um, and, and yeah, we can go from there. So for me thank you very much for listening and uh, I, I look forward to catching you on the next one
0: yep. you also mate yeah guys thanks for listening hope you enjoyed it and uh, hopefully you'll uh, enjoy the next episode when we uh, manage to put one out but until then I'll see you guys later
1: all the best bye <laughs>